are going to take a trip down the holiday road and celebrate the 40th anniversary of National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, which was released on July 29, 1983, directed by Harold Ramis, written by the great John Hughes, starring, of course, Chevy Chase, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, John Candy. Uh, it, w- it was a, uh, a small budget at $15 million, but it made over $60 million, so it was a very popular film. Uh, the story and the script itself was, was inspired by an article that John Hughes wrote for the National Lampoon uh, magazine, uh, where he sort of described an ill-fated family trip to Disneyland where he was five. Now, that was the original impetus for it, and it was more focused on the viewpoint of the kids. Uh, and when they rewrote it for the film, they kind of shifted that to the adults a little bit and uh, the cast really had a terrible time uh you know when they filmed the scene inside wally world because they were all riding the roller coasters and other rides and uh chevy chase has mentioned that many of the rides made him and the other cast members sick and vomit because they had to do it several times for each take um so it's it's uh you know it was a, a bit of an arduous it was very hot so it was a bit of an arduous filming uh uh experience for the cast uh, in fact, uh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, who plays uh, uh, Rusty, uh, in one of the scenes, it's kind of funny because there was a break in production for four months before they refilmed the end. I'll tell you in a minute, there was a previous ending. But uh, in the previous scenes, he was the same height as his mother, Beverly D'Angelo. But when they went back to film four months later, he'd grown three inches. And so he was three inches taller than his mother at the end of the film. Wow, that was that's interesting. So, tell me more about the movie. Well, the uh, uh, I, I find this to be kind of a sweet story. Uh, you might recall in the film uh, that there's Aunt Edna, played by Imogene Coke, as she brings along her dog that uh, suffers a, a, a rough fate, as it were. <laughs> uh, but Chevy Chase actually adopted that dog named Dinky after the filming was complete. He did. So, a, a happy ending for for Dinky. Uh, the, the Griswold Station Wagon, uh, also known as the Family Truckster, was created especially for the film. They, they actually designed it to make it look pretty hideous. Uh, and the funny thing about that is, whether it's coincidental or, or not, um, the uh, sales of station wagons dropped significantly after the film, uh, and they were soon replaced by early SUVs. So maybe that was just... It's time in history, but some people theorize that it was because the movie made station wagons look so uncool <laughs> that uh, people stopped buying them. Uh, the original ending for the film was quite different, actually. It didn't take place at Wally World. They went to the mansion of the Walt Disney-like owner of Wally World, and they broke in with a fake gun, and they made the, the fake Walt sing and dance to entertain the Griswolds. Then Christy Brinkley, who you might remember has a cameo in the film, shows up as his daughter and convinces the the Walt character to drop the charges. Then the Griswolds go home on a plane, uh, and the and Clark hijacks the plane. So that's all crazy. None of that ended up being in the film. Uh, they changed it to, to make it all take place at Wally World, which is uh, probably what it should have been done in the first place. Oh, okay. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I, I love that movie. 
And uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there in our audience are are smiling and and laughing along with you talking about this uh, famous movie. Uh, Now, one of the things I've always been wondering, and I'm sure you know the answer to this, I do not. uh, What has been uh, what's been happening with the stars of that movie since that time? Well, uh, you know, they all have gone on to do work. Um, Obviously, Chevy Chase has has had an up-and-down career uh, in films, and uh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall was uh, later on Saturday Night Live. Uh, So was Randy Quaid, and and, uh, Anthony Michael Hall is now doing some, you know, acting here and there. I think he's also directing, if I'm not mistaken, but he was just most recently on The Goldbergs. Um, Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, has, has worked. So, uh, you know, I don't think any of them went on to uh, what we might consider, you know, big stardom, but, uh, you know, they've all pretty much worked semi-regularly. Uh, speaking of the cast, John Candy, who of course, has passed away. Uh, he was paid a million dollars for his brief appearance at the end of that movie. And uh, according to Harold Ramis, the director, he cast John Candy because he had enjoyed working with him on SCTV as well as the movie Stripes. Uh, this was also the film debut of Jane Perkowski, um, who a lot of people might know from 30 Rock and other things. It was Christy Brinkley's film debut. Uh, Kim Cattrall was the original choice for the wife, Ellen. And I love this one. Maureen McCormick was considered for the role of Ellen. That's Marsha Brady, if you don't know. So Marsha Brady uh, was looking for that role as the mother. Robin Williams was considered to play Cousin Eddie. Um, and uh, Bill Murray and Robert Klein were considered for the role of Clark, Clark Griswold before it went to uh, Chevy Chase. Huh, that's interesting. You know, the, I guess I guess the one that I was really wondering about is Chevy Chase. I mean, we really haven't heard much from him lately, right? Uh, lately, no. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Chevy Chase fan in the world, uh, although ironically I like a lot of his movies. I like uh, this movie. I love Caddyshack. Um, so it's, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, I guess a little bit of a, uh, ambivalence for me there, but uh, uh, he hasn't done much lately, no. Right, because I had I heard... I will say one other thing about uh, the song, the famous song, Holiday Road, it was recorded specifically for this movie by uh, Fleetwood Mac member Lindsey Buckingham. Now, originally, it only made it to number 82 on the Billboard charts, uh, but it has gained popularity over the years because it was used in all the other vacation films. And I believe there were three or four sequels. Uh, so it's become sort of a, uh, uh, you know, a staple or even a classic song, if you will. Huh. You know, I had heard that Chevy Chase was hard to work with, and maybe that's why he hadn't been getting roles. That's quite possible. Um, it, you know, this is a little bit of a sidetrack thing, but I remember early in my uh, career, I guess I was a young whippersnapper in Hollywood, and uh, I, was in some, I was in some event where Sherry Lansing was speaking to us, uh, and she was the head of Paramount at the time. And Paramount was developing or actually getting ready to air the Chevy Chase talk show, if anybody remembers that. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know what possessed me, but I said to Sherry, I said, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, and she was, you know, understandably kind of indignant. Um, but I just said, I don't think he appeals to enough people. And I was right. Oh, OK. Well, it's good to be right. Um, anything else that you'd like to add before we close out here? Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, we kind of covered most of it. Um, Imogene Koki, uh, Koka, uh, who's you know, a legendary comedian from your show of shows and stuff, uh, she actually 
suffered what they believed was a stroke during production. Oh, no. And they had to, uh, you know, stop filming that morning. She recovered, obviously. Um, and she, you know, was a trooper and a professional and uh, got back on set to finish the movie. Uh, Christy Brinkley, who I've already mentioned, uh, the producers actually wanted her to appear nude in the film, but she oh. refused. Okay, well, uh, good for her. a compromise was reached where uh, <laughs> she would strip down uh, to her undergarments before jumping in the pool with Clark. And kind of speaking of that sort of, uh, um, you know, rougher, you know, it, the film was rated R, but uh, they did, you know, had a lot of profanity. And every time they shot a, film, a scene that had profanity, they'd reshoot it without the profanity for either television or foreign markets. And that's actually a kind of a common thing to do uh, in filmmaking. So that's not really that unusual. But uh, they did a lot of that on this film. 